I want you to get your Bibles and I want you to go to Hebrews, the fourth chapter and the ninth verse. Heading to the word Hebrews chapter four and verse number nine. Verse number nine. The word of God says, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter the rest. Somebody say rest. Lest any fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living. It's powerful. And is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even the division of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and the marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. I want to minister a message today entitled The Constant. The Constant. The Constant. We are in a series, thank you gentlemen, called Double. And we are actually in week six of Double. Somebody make some noise in the room for week six. The Spirit of God spoke to my wife and I, Dr. Jaquette and I, at the beginning of this year and began to talk to us about how his heart, his intent, was to release double upon the people of God. Um, that whatever they have been experiencing, if they would come into obedience and alignment with him, that he would bring them into a blessing that was going to literally rock their family called double. I believe that a lot of people around the world, and even now it is obvious that we are experiencing much adversity. We are experiencing much frustration. Some of you have never been forced to be in your home, not one day in your life, and, uh, and you're just tripping. I mean, you've, we're losing it here. And uh, uh, a lot of us are at a place where we desire to be able to touch people, and I get that, and we want to go out and go as we want. But I believe that the Lord has pushed us into something called a forced rest. And I believe that this forced rest is not just a rest that's going to hit you spiritually um, or just hit you naturally, rather. But I believe that there is a rest that God wants to bring you in the spirit. I believe that there's a rest that God wants to settle you in, that we are no longer striving. We are no longer pushing by the arm of the flesh, and we are no longer pressing into what we can do by our own ability, but that we're resting in him. Listen to me. When you rest in him, you're not tripping about Miss Rona. When you rest in him, you're not full of fear and you're not full of anxiety, but you find yourself at peace when you rest in the name of Jesus. And I want to encourage everyone that is watching us today and even those that are in the room, the Lord is pulling you into his rest. And if you begin to be able to be obedient in that and to stop striving, you're about to see a release of his grace in it. Today, we want to jump into this amazing message that the Lord wants to bring to you out of Hebrews chapter 4. And I love the context again because it's beginning to talk to us about the rest that is available for each and every one of us. Uh, sometimes when we have an opportunity to rest, we find ourselves doing things that we can do to stay busy. And so many of us, um, even as we have been pushed into a forced rest spiritually and naturally, have still found ourselves doing things just as busy work. Say amen to me. Uh, it, it's not even things that necessarily God has designed for you to do. It's not even things necessarily that you've been appointed to do. But we have this idea that busyness equals effectivity. Uh, but it's only effective when we're in obedience to what God has mandated us to do. 
And I believe that there's some people that are both in this room and watching us online all around the globe who need to now settle yourself in to not being so busy that you can't pull into the rest and allow the Father to speak to you. I was sitting in my room and I began to hear, uh, I almost began to hear, it was almost like a knocking and I was confused about what it was. And the Lord said, listen closer. And I began to hear it. It was a heartbeat. I asked God, what are you revealing to me? He said, it's my heartbeat. He said, I want you to just lean in a little bit more and tell everybody around you to lean in a little bit more and they'll stop moving at the pace of society. I feel his glory now. Stop moving at the pace of his culture, but start moving at his pace. Not what America tells you you ought to be doing and not what America tells you you ought to be accomplishing and not what your family tells you you ought to be doing. But this is the moment now where you've got to move at the pace of his heartbeat. And when you move at the pace of his heartbeat, then you'll find yourself at peace. Peace is only found at moving at his pace. Oh my God, write that down. Peace is only found by moving at his pace. There is a rest, the Bible says. There still remains a rest for the people of God. Uh, For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Uh, Verse 11 is really where we're going to start uh, tonight, uh, today rather, and I love it. It says, let us therefore be diligent, be diligent to enter the rest. I love that because rest is not forced upon you, but in order for you to experience rest, you must enter into it. Isn't it interesting that you have personal responsibility of your own rest? Now, it's interesting because we'll begin to blame everybody else of why we're not resting. And uh, we'll, we'll say it's our children, and that's why we don't rest. And it's, it's, it's this job. It's the church. That's why we know. You ain't got church now. What's your excuse? Uh, it, it, is, it is the opportunity <laughs> for us to enter into rest. And as it enters into the rest, it begins to talk to us about something very powerful called the word of God. Verse number 12 goes on to say, for the word of God. I just want to pause there. The word of God. I I believe that we have gotten so busy and so active that we've missed out on the constant. There's a lot of inconsistent things that are happening in around us. And some some of us would be honest and we admit some of us have been the source of the inconsistencies. Um, The Bible begins to talk about a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Where where we get up into a decision where we want to go one direction and then the next day we're going another direction. You want to be a doctor when you grow up, now you want to be a a ballerina. I mean, my God. We we get into a place where we cannot figure out where it is that we want to be. But it's important that we realize without a doubt the constant in the midst of the inconsistencies in our culture and the inconsistencies in our nation is the world of God. Simple, but so simple that you don't read it. So simple, but so simple that you're not eating the whole scroll. And I heard the Spirit of God speak to me, and I almost didn't want to preach. I said, God, I am everybody no need to read the Word. They say, he said, yes, sermon, they know. But it is a place where the people of God have been so busy, but they have ignored my words to them. And they have embraced the words of everybody else. And they've listened to interpreters more than they have listened to me. I am in the hour right now where I'm going to settle into the rest of God. And before I read a book,
book about his word and before I hear a preacher about his word I want to press into the word of God myself and find out straight from the man's mouth what he has to say I wish somebody just holler his word his word his word is so important it is not the word of man but when the Bible speaks God speaks Uh, It came down from heaven, and it's not from earth. The writers were not merely human agents who were moved by the Spirit, who used their own personalities to drop something in. When you receive the Word of God, you are in sense receiving God. See, there's been a separation, especially us spirit-filled believers and us folks that believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. We have been pushing for a thrill in the field. I can't hear you. We have been pushing into an experience, but we're having experiences about stuff we're not grounded in. I can't hear you. We are are finding ourselves into a place where we are now moving into things we have no Bible for. But I hear the Spirit of God saying, come and eat up my word. I have something to say to you. When you receive the word, you receive God. To reject the word of God is to reject God himself. So that means when we ignore our study and we ignore our development in the word of God, we are in essence ignoring God himself. There is no separation between God and his word. Somebody say same thing, same thing, same thing. We refuse to reject him, but indeed, Jesus called the word called the word, listen, it is his written revelation that he's released through man to us that we might live in the mystery of the kingdom of God. And I don't know what your study life has looked like, but I believe that God has separated you for a time and on purpose for you to hear his voice louder than you've ever heard him before. There is a filter that I want to give you, and I know you like filters. Come on, saints. You faking looking like you something that you ain't because of a filter. Uh, some of you have made tri- played tricks on these men and women of God as they're looking online trying to find the next person that God would have for them. And you have placed a filter upon yourself. Uh-huh. You a liar. That's what it is because that ain't you glory to God take that filter off let us see the real you glory blemishes and all let me see the real you but there is a filter that we should take and that filter is the word of God Some of us have been doing our best to try to find out how does God speak and what does he sound like and what does he say. The best filter, this is a different kind of filter here. The best kind of filter, the way that you're going to be able to get the junk out. My grandmother used to have this old strainer. Uh, and uh, it wasn't like the new school ones. It, this was old and like silver-like and kind of mesh-like. And she would begin, when she was going to cook her pasta, she would put it in there into the strainer and to allow all of the extra to move out of the way in order for her to be able to have exactly what it is that she wanted to cook. But I want you to realize that that's what God wants us to do with the Word of God now. If you'll begin to use the Word of God like that type of filter, well, you'll get into the place where you'll realize that all of the junk will be moved away if you use the word in the way that it's supposed to be used. It is not a place that you go only for emergencies. Y'all quiet, America, but the truth is this. A lot of us ain't touched the Bible in months until Corona came. But I'm telling you, as sure as my name is Sherman, the Spirit of God is saying, stay right there. What do you mean there? Stay right there in the book. And as long as you stay in the book, I feel the Holy Ghost. There is a peace that's about to come upon your life that's you have never seen before somebody holler the book 
There's a book that has exactly what you need. Now, there's some clear things that the Bible says about the word. I, I, I was about to move to my next point, but let me say this to you very clearly. Be careful. Because if you're not careful, there is what the scriptures call an antichrist spirit that's moving in the earth today, and it operates in something that we would call delusion. 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 It's mixture. It's mixture is what it is. It's taking a piece of the truth and at the same time adding it with a lie to beguile you, to pull you into a place. The Bible talks about the enemy and say he is cunning. The enemy, the serpent is cunning and he does his best to literally trick you into the place where you end up following something that kind of sounds like God but isn't God at all. And we have been okay with it because we wanted a form of Christianity and we like the idea of being a Christian but we do not like the idea of having to read the word of God. And there are many people who have pushed us into the word and we said it's religious to have a study life but I want to break you out of that right now in today's culture I believe if you get into the word of God I heard the Bible say very clearly there is good success that is found when you begin to dig into the word of God you want success stop buying followers and read the word I can hear you you want success stop following other people and trying to use their clout and read the word you want to go to the next level read the word you want a man read Read the word. You want a woman? Read the word. You want to go to the next level? Hit your neighbor. Said, read the word, man. We think that the way to your next spouse. I know that God has me on the next one, but the way to your next spouse is by lifting them high. That's not gonna get them. Might get them, but it won't keep them. What we need in this hour. Is women and men of God that are grounded in the word of God. That's what's going to shift our culture. Ooh -wee. Some of us are frustrated about how the government has handled certain situations that we are in right now. But I'm telling you what's going to bring men and women of integrity into our governmental system. is going to be men and women who are grounded in the word. They know the word and they know the culture. I'm talking to you. You should get this. They know the word and they know the culture. I'm not telling you to be like those that went before us that all they did was just read the Bible all day but didn't manifest the Bible. But I believe that there is a type of people. I believe that there's a group. There's a, there's a remnant of people who are rising say, I know the word and I can speak the language of the culture. I'm going to take this word into entertainment. Y'all quiet whenever we get it back. I'm going to take this word into inter entertainment, into medicine. I'm going to take this word into government. I'm going to take this word and I will speak to culture, but I'll be able to define what he is saying in it. It is the word of God. Let me move on. Here's my first point today that you must understand about the word. It's simple, but I want to give it to you today. His word, the Bible says, is quick. Quick. There's a version that says his word is quick. And when that word quick means, I want you to think about the old saints that used to quicken. Y'all, y'all. Shout out to my bro, Pastor YPJ, who still believes in the quicken. It, it is, it is a, it is a, it's a real thing where many of us, we experience the quicken. And when you think quick, I don't want you to think fast. I want you to think alive. I want you to think alive. That's why the Bible, that's why some versions call it living. The word is quick. It is living. It is living. It is living. It is living. When the Bible speaks, God speaks and it brings life means to breathe. It means to, to really enjoy the life that we've been given. The word of God 
when we know it, God intended for his creation to live, to live. The reality is that you can be a dead man walking. And I'm not literally talking about the depth of your flesh. I'm talking about some of us are like zombies. That we are going from day to day, but we're actually not alive. We have not been quickened by the word of God. The word of God gives you the ability, don't matter what's dying around you, that you don't die with it. That's, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. You see, we are supposed to be those that influence the culture, not get influenced by the culture. I'm sorry, but I'm confused of why believers are under the table. Why are you there, huh? Why are you sleeping under the floor? Why, why are you there, huh? Why are you in a place where you are tripping, huh? Because you've got the only constant. You've got the constant. And you've got to bring the constant to the culture. Hey, you've got to bring the constant to the culture. But you can't be an ambassador of the kingdom of God and you acting just like they acting. You've got the constant. You're alive. So we've got to move now beyond church attendance we got to move beyond just serving in the house of God and we've now got to begin to take the word of God in and it makes us live it doesn't matter what kind of enemy or demonic influence has been trying to attach itself to your soul because let's be real we are in a fight Bible says in Ephesians 6, he begins to give us a whole little setup of how, how the fight works. And we understand that we are in a fight. And if you don't understand you're in a fight, you are already a casualty of the fight. Many of us have missed out on the fact that you are in a battle. There's a real enemy that wants to take you out. He doesn't want you to succeed. And part of his strategy is to attach demonic influences to your soul. Your soul is the seat of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And the enemy wants to try to attach things to your soul to get you off focus and to get you off kilter. But when you dig into the word of God, now you have life coming in you that drives out death. Huh? See, death can't come to me. Why? Death can't hold on in my soul. Because the more I take in the word of God, the more I drive out the darkness. I believe that the word of God is about to come in your life like a detox. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You taking those natural detox is sitting on that toilet but I'm telling you there's a different kind of detox I can't hear you there's a detox in the spirit glory to God and if you begin to take him the word of God something's gonna begin to happen inside of your soul that the stuff that the enemy wants there won't be able to live there anymore hit your nosy child and tell him real quick get a detox the word of God is alive and well it is moving inside of you to bring life to you. I don't know what kind of situation you're in right now, but one thing I can tell you for sure, if you'll dig into the word of God, life is coming. I begin to hear the spirit of God speak to me so clearly in my preparation. And he said, Sherman, tell them not just life, but life and that more abundantly. There are secrets, I hear you. There are mysteries that are available to you. Ooh, you are not, conf- you're not confined to this world system. And you're not confined to what happens in this natural realm. You were actually born up out of the spirit. And if you'll understand that you were born up out of the spirit, then you'll understand that there are mysteries that are available to you that are beyond this world and beyond your natural understanding. And the only way that you're going to unlock the mysteries is that you've got to 
dive into the word of God. Uh, I heard the Lord say there's some things up here that I want to show you. Uh, but the enemy wants you to stay down here and he wants you to hang out down here. But the spirit of God says come up a little bit higher. And if you come up a little bit higher, I said if you come up a little bit higher, you'll get to the place where your division is. Where your, where your vision and your purpose and the power that he wants to bring to your life if you come up higher. Number one, the word is living. Here's number two. Number two is the word of God is powerful. Means it's effective and it's active. God's word is powerful. One of the things that I believe that we have been fighting with and in battle with is powerlessness. This idea that we are subject to other powers when we are the powers that be. The, the Bible makes it clear that we are the lords that he is lord over. We are the kings that he is king over. We walk in power. But the source of that power is the word of God. Here are the facts. If you don't have the word of God in you, you won't have the faith to walk in the power you already have. I need you to get this. I need you to get this. I need you to get this. There is already a power that you possess. But what activates the power is the word. You were born with power. I can't hear you. I don't care who you are, how you feel. And I know you think you're just a housewife. And I, and I know you think you're just work in a factory somewhere but the reality is when you came up out of your mother uh-huh that came out with power i understand that you might have come out of a jacked up family and you might have come out of a family with many problems and issues but the facts were that you were not born out of that situation and you were not born out of that system but you were born into the earth realm with power and that power source is found in the world you start digging in the word, my God, I feel it. You start digging in the word, you start coming out like, come on, let's go. What, what, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the terror that comes by night. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I'm not afraid by any of it. Why? Because I carry the power. And how do I know I carry the power? Because I carry the word. Thy word have I hid in my heart. I feel the Holy Ghost. That I might not sin against God. You want the power to stay saved. You want the power to hold yourself together. Find yourself in the word of God. Look at your neighbor right there in your house say get his word get his word get his word get his word there is word that's available for you and the word is the power source I can't hear you I said the word is the power source there's something that's about to come on our generation that we're going to begin to walk in such a power and we won't walk in a power that we're trying to duplicate and we won't walk in a copycat spirit but the thing we're going to walk in now is the thing that was driven on the inside of us it is the word that we hear in our heart that's about to awaken us to his power and I believe, I believe, I believe we're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover we're going to cast out devils, I believe it we're going to raise the dead, I believe it we're going to do everything that God has designed us to do and we're not going to do it with ignorance but we're becoming scholars of his word look at your neighbor say it's the word, 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 it's the word it's the word, be seated please I know you're standing at home. Be seated. It's the word. It's powerful. It's powerful. I had a vision last year. And I saw a Mount Carmel experience. And I saw on the top of the mountain, I saw the psychics of this day. And then I saw the prophets of this day. And I saw them meeting, meeting. I saw them meeting on the mountain of media. 
And I saw this meeting that was there where there was going to be a clarity on who was God's instruments and who was going to be used by him and, and what, who really has access to the supernatural power of God that brings change. See, because when you understand the power of the prophet, the prophet's source comes from the word. And when the prophet begins to lean into the word, then he begins to bring back out what God has said for this hour. And I know that not all, not all of us are prophets, but I believe without a doubt that everybody that that's watching me live or on the replay that you've been designed by God to be prophetic and I'm going to tell you that it's taking the word of God and giving clarity of what was happening right now some of you are confused because you don't have the anointing on you like Peter did I want to walk now Peter got into an experience where people were a little confused on what was happening around him and Peter said I can tell you what's happening he said in the last days he knew the word 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 he said in the last days he said I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh how in the world did prophet Peter get to a place apostle Peter get to a place where he was able to prophetically declare what God was saying because that was a word that was hidden in his heart the reason why you're confused and have no answers is because there's no word that was hidden but I believe we're about to get on the mountain of entertainment I believe we're about to get on the mountain of news and the prophets and the procrastinators ah, those that are getting into the place where they're projecting what is happening and they're getting into the place where they're declaring what the earth is saying and what hell is saying. We're going to get into a place of procrastinators. We're going to get into the place where they get to the place where we now begin to declare what God is saying. Somebody say, I believe it. Be seated. I believe without a doubt that we're going to get into the place now where it will be clear. Prognosticators. That's the word. Amen. Want to make sure I got it out right. Number three. Number three is that God wants us to understand that his word is sharper. That is sharp than any two-edged sword. All of that was just a little bit of opening. Here's the real word. Um, he wants us to understand the power of a sharp two-edged sword. Apostle John understood it as he was on the Isle of Patmos. He said this in Revelation chapter 1 and 16. He said this. He said, in his right hand, seven stars. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. Who was he talking about? He had a vision of Jesus. He had a vision of Jesus, and he saw this sharp two-edged sword. But then we look in our text today over in Hebrews chapter 4, where it begins to give us further understanding of this sharp two-edged sword. First, the word that comes out of the mouth of God is the first edge of the sword. Uh, it comes out of God's mouth, and when it comes out of his mouth, it comes out sharp. But if you were to understand the true definition of the two-edged sword, it literally means, it's better translated, a two-mouthed sword. A two-mouthed sword. What do you mean, Apostle Sherman? The first edge or the first mouth is the mouth of God. 
But it is not only supposed to remain in coming out of the mouth of God. When it's released out of the mouth of God, it comes into your heart. But it is not supposed to just settle there in your heart. But something happens in the realm of the spirit when we finally rise up and begin to speak that word. Y'all didn't get in this yet. The first edge, the first mouth is his mouth. The second edge is your mouth. The power of the double-edged sword is not just the fact that God said it and we need him to say it good God Almighty and we need it in our heart but there's another level of power that comes when you open your mouth and begin to decree what God is saying I can't hear you nothing is more powerful than a woman or a man that comes out first from God's mouth here's that word and then begins to come in agreement that's why I want to settle for a moment there's something called agreement that we've been missing out on it's the power of aligning our minds and aligning our mouths with the word of God I know you're hitting the word in your heart, but I don't want you to just stop there. You've got to begin to walk in the authority that you hold. And you've got to begin to walk in the power that you hold. And now you've got to begin to release the word up out of you. Hello, somebody. There's a word that has to come out of you. And when you come into agreement with heaven, everything shifts. Everything shifts when you come into agreement with heaven. Here's the truth. As long as you align your mouth with everything else, you're going to miss out on the benefits of the word. But when you get into the place where you say, I'm going to say what he says, and I'm going to say it how he says it, you're going to get access to something that you never had before. I know you feel like you're in a situation where you're not going to have enough money. I know you feel like you're in a situation where things are not going to turn around. I know you feel like you're in a situation where you feel like I'm just down and out, and I don't know when we're coming out of this. But if you would just grab a hold of the word of God and begin to align your mouth, glory to God, with the word of God, just begin to start a walk in your house. Just begin to start a walk in your bedroom. Just begin to start a walk in your kitchen. And declare the word of God. There's a double-edged sword that's about to defeat hell all around you. If you'll begin to declare what God has said, you don't have to worry about poverty. I said it. You don't have to worry about defeat because the power of God is about to overtake you. As you open up your mouth and decree his word. Be seated. It's the word. It's the word. He is the first edge. You are the second. And as that quickened rhema word comes out of your mouth, something amazing begins to happen in around you. As you begin to decree, the Bible says, decree a thing and it shall be established. The Bible begins to tell us something very powerful that as we say what it is that God has said, we're moving into a realm that I call a voice activated. And you understand that. I know you do because you're scholars of the word. Glory to God. And in Genesis chapter one, we know how it all came into place. We know one, two, three, and all, all throughout Genesis, uh, we begin to see the power of the voice of God. And when God stepped out on something that looked like it was literally nuts, looked like it was all in shadow. He began to decree a thing. And as he began to decree it, it came to pass just like he said it was. But we are in a place now where we begin to declare what CNN said. We are at a place now where everybody has a, a connection in the Pentagon. And, and everybody has a connection at the CDC. And everybody knows a friend who works somewhere in the CDC. And, and the president's about to shut us all down and lock us in our houses. And you go repeating that stuff and saying it to everybody else you know. And you become a 
spreader of the nonsense but I believe if you set that mess up and you'll get the word in your mouth there's something that's about to happen in your family you've been praying and asking God Lord would you heal my children Lord would you send my life to the next level Lord would you transform everything around me I want you to hold on to your family member real quick say get a word in your mouth get a word in your mouth get a word in your mouth there's a sword I feel it that's about to come up out of you be seated the Bible makes it clear we can defeat the enemy. The scripture goes on and calls it the sword of the spirit. Punks don't need weapons. Soldiers are the only people that need a weapon. And as long as you stand in the place of fear, you have no reason to pick up a sword. But I believe that right now, right there in your home, I'm about to shut up. Right there at your home, there's something coming on you right now. There's a boldness. I feel it. There's a boldness that's coming on you just like it came on David. David looked at Goliath and said, who is this idiot? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that decided that it would come against the armies of God? And he began to walk in the anointing that was on his life to defeat the enemy that was coming against his people. But if you lay down the punk mentality and you grab a hold of the soldier that's on the inside of you, there's something that's about to happen as you grab the sword and everything's about to change in your life. I begin to see as it were like a vortex uh, that you are about to step into the realm of the spirit. Uh, there are possibilities that you have never seen before uh, that you are about to walk in in a moment's time uh, because you get a word in your mouth and you begin to declare it. Uh, I want you to tell the devil to shut up, shut up, and shut up fast. Uh, look at your neighbor say, tell that fool to shut up. Uh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Y'all don't want this. Uh, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, if you're watching online, type it in the chat real quick. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, I will not walk in defeat. I will not walk in frustration. I will not walk in fear. But I'm going to declare the word of the Lord. I'm going to walk in power. I'm going to walk in strength. I'm going to walk in anointing. I'm going to walk where he told me to walk. And as I walk, my family's walking into the place of victory and as I walk my neighborhoods walking into the place of victory and as I walk my apartment buildings walking into the place of victory this is the hour for what he has said to you listen to me right where you are I want you to lift your hands because there is a grace of boldness that's coming upon you as you eat the word of God as you eat the word of God, there's a double-edged sword that you're about to contend with. We don't fight with ideologies. We don't fight with culture. We don't fight with news. We fight with the word. You've been pushed into a forced rest. But the thing that's going to settle you in the rest is the word. He gives us the revelation of the rest, and then he tells you how to enter it. What's going to bring you into the rest is the word. What's going to settle you in your spirit is the word. Eat, eat all of it. Eat the whole scroll. And there is a freedom that's about to be released to everything around you because you obeyed his voice and stayed where he told you to stay. While your hands are lifted right there at your home and even in this building right now, I release the grace for boldness on you. You will not be in the place of defeat, but you're now about to walk like a soldier. 
You will not be in the place of frustration. You're now about to walk like a soldier. You will not be in the place where you've given up. You're now about to walk like a soldier and you're about to use your sword. What he says, you will say. What he's spoken, you'll declare. And as you do it, there are things that are about to shift all around you. It is your time to walk in victory.